Shall we begin? Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 5, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wild world of wrestling and witchcraft. On Wednesdays, today's guest is a pink dream. She's a professional wrestler and an entrepreneur. She started up her own beauty and cosmetics business while simultaneously making appearance on Impact, AEW, NWA, and really kickstarting her career for stardom in Japan. Her brand is created for the girls with grit, the dreamers who do, and the dreamers who live life loud. My little Libra sun and Aquarius moon, Texas-born, living in a SoCal world, ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Alex Gracia. I kind of just got thrown into the sharks, I like to say, because as soon as I started wrestling, I started, I made my debut in 2018. And it was about six months later, I got an email from stardom and I thought I was getting pranked. I was like, there's no (laughs) way like they're contacting me. Like this is fake. Someone's going to fly me to Japan. Yep. Then they started following me on social media, like their verified accounts. And I'm like, I think this is real. And so it was very scary for my parents and stuff because I just started this career in wrestling. It was very scary for me because again, I just started this career in wrestling and I'm like, okay, I'm going to fly across the country. (laughs) I have no idea what to expect. I don't know anyone else who's going to be there. I was the only American planned on the tour. And so I ended up going. It was, even to this day, one of the best experiences I've had in wrestling so far. And so it was a major accomplishment. And I probably didn't appreciate like I appreciated it at the time because it was so surreal but especially now looking back um that Japan is such a huge accomplishment and I got to celebrate my one year anniversary there and so it was a lot of maybe I'm ready maybe I am like I'm not but ready or not I'm here so I just got to do what I can do at that moment absolutely and you're young like as you said, you know, you just had started training. Here you go. Stardom's reaching out to you, arguably the biggest women's promotion in Japan. Where did you find the strength? Where was the grounding to like take this huge leap? It was just kind of like a continuation of, okay, I'm here to learn. I'm here to train. Like that was, that's always my goal. I just want to continuously like keep getting better. I want to continue to learn And I think a lot of it had to do with as soon as I landed, I was with just such amazing girls and stuff like Jamie Hayter, Steve Mm -hmm. Hughes in WWE now, now Blair, who was B Priestley and Viper and, and stuff like that. So as soon as I got there, like I was exhausted, I was jet lagged and I got into, to the apartment and they were just like, hey, do you like food? And I was like, I love food. And they're like, (laughs) yeah, let's go eat. And we just started off so strong and like so Mm -hmm. in sync. And they just like 
took me in like they were all from UK and everything and they pretty much knew each other and so I really owe a lot to them for they're trying to figure things out too like especially it was um Stevie's first tour as well but okay we're just all like let's do this together we're in this together like I'm not alone and so having them on the tour that was one of the sad things about leaving there was having to like leave the girls and how long was your tour it was about two months oh wow so you were there for some time yes I was there for some time and so you start to get adjusted and I think that's where you like it's like oh I I gotta go back home like I don't actually live here with these girls (laughs) it was like when are we gonna see each other again like I don't know I'm going like we're all going to back to different countries but um yeah I was there for a while and I think that had a lot to do with having to make me like adjust and get settled in as well sure and that's amazing like that's the sisterhood framed in the best possible way Mm. what would you say the biggest life change was for you like the woman that went to Japan versus the woman who left in life and in wrestling just an elevation of confidence because I accepted like it took me a while too that I'm just like okay I'm still new like I'm not like main event caliber yet I'm not like go out there and wow the world like quite yet but um I think like wrestling with girls who don't speak English Mm-hmm. who you're just going out there and then you're like learning the universal language of wrestling. That's how I came back, like thinking about it. I was like, wrestling is like, you can communicate with anyone in the world. And I thought that was so cool, but it de- definitely gave me confidence coming back to the U S that I was like, I can get in the ring with anybody. Like yes. I can get in the ring with anybody because if I could get in the ring with people who we don't know what we're saying and we're having like matches and stuff like it's just going to be that much easier and I'm going to feel that much confident wrestling girls who we can actually communicate and so I would definitely say the elevation of confidence it made me feel like any match I ever had any person I ever wrestled I I just told myself I'm like I've done harder and so I get through this so And I think it's, you know, it's almost becoming a dying art because wrestling is so saturated in North America. Mm-hmm. You don't see as many female wrestlers going to other places to make a career. But you have people like myself who are Canadian, the people from the UK, Australia. It is so much harder for us to grow as wrestlers because it's a smaller um, talent pool. So we go to Mexico, we go to Japan, wow. and I'll never forget, just like you said it, you nailed it. 18, 19 years old, I went to Mexico for a few months to do like we worked like four or five days a week kind of thing and yeah you come back a new human being because you can put a match together with people who don't speak the same language and don't really like you because you're taking money off your you know out of their yeah. pocket and food off their table I want to hold space for you and say like congratulations that's amazing that you did that and you came back with such a positive mindset oh thank you yeah it was it was so fun and it definitely like changed a lot of things coming back I ended up moving cities to go to a different wrestling school because I was just like I just want to learn from everywhere and it made me that much more motivated that I'm like okay how do I keep getting exposure how do I keep right wrestling everywhere like that's what I want to do and so I didn't want to 
I don't like to stay in one place. I like to continuously like grow wherever I can. Sure. Of course. Of course. And that's, that is what wrestling is all about. If you stop learning, Mm -hmm. you're, you're done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're done. Like, you know, you should hang those boots up because wrestling changes. It ebbs and it flows. And you as a human being, as a character, you have to go with the flow because just leave you behind. Yes. Yes. So what came first, wrestling or the pink hair for you? (laughs) Wrestling, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And what was the turning point? Was what was the fashion, art, music inspo? How did we get this stunning pink hair? (laughs) Well, I think it all went with with me trying to figure out okay, like my trainer gave me the okay to start thinking about like what I would want to wear for gear. Right. Different mannerisms or the character I want to bring. Like it was everyone at trading. They were like, are you serious, Alex? And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you wear pink like every single day. (laughs) If you don't wear pink in wrestling, you're just lying to yourself. So. (laughs) So then I was like, yeah, I love that. I love that. And then um, so I was doing all pink and then it was just kind of like, I would say listening to interviews and podcasts and just how some of the best of the best are just like, okay, like when you go out there and wrestle, you should be an amplified version of yourself. Should Like that's, that's, it. that's how you're going to make it is by having that authenticity of like who you are. And it just made me be like, well, if I'm going to dive into this, I'm going to dive into this. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do the pink hair. And I was, I was very <laughs> nervous because it was like, I've always just had like natural colors. Oh, wow. So you hadn't even really like tried the natural realm. Like, it's not like you had gone blonde or auburn. You'd straight, straight into the hot pink. Yeah, my hair was black, uh, very dark features. And I just drove Yep, dove straight into the pink. And girl. it's been years now. And I think where it's like, I think every girl kind of gets like, I want to do something different with my hair. I want to do this. Yeah. And so the pink is fun because there are so many different shades of pink I can try. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's so true. Yeah, it's like if I feel like doing something different, it's like, okay, let's do some rose gold for a little bit. Okay, maybe we'll do this. And, and so it's fun and it allows me to like, not get bored with my hair yeah. either of course like it's like it's hard to get bored with pink but I mean, yes just when when you're wearing it yourself every day you're like I want to do something different and funky oh, <laughs> of course of course well and the one thing about you that I find interesting is here you are this human what was it powder puff girl <laughs> power puff girl excuse me but you couldn't be any more femme with the hot pink there's grit, there's edge there. And when I was looking up your Pink Dream collection, I love the segue into it's a beauty brand created for the girls with grit. And that's what I think of when I think of you. But let's talk about your collection. How did this start? It's cosmetics. It's tell me all the things. If we go way back, I'm going to start. I was a big Mary Kate and Ashley fan. A big Hillary Duff fan. Like I had... (laughs) All their clothing lines. I had a Hillary Duff bedspread. It was just a oh pink bedspread with her autograph <laughs> on it. Like it, I had the matching lamp. Like I had all this stuff. And I, I mean, just even at that age, just being inspired, like, this is so cool. Like they're making and creating things that they love 
And I yeah. love too. like, I had the Mary Kay and Ashley, like curling iron and, and their blow dryer. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like this is goals. Like this is goals. Yeah. And I feel like it really touched into that, like creative side of me that I was like, man, if I could do this one day, like myself, like, I know, like I, I made it. There's so many different things I want to accomplish in my life. But of course, like I was like, when I started wrestling, I was like, oh, well, this will be a great way to announce a brand because it's like I can I already have like the people in wrestling who may know who I am. But I put everything in my plans on hold for wanting to start all the products because like, I felt like, well, I'm not big enough unless I'm like signed to a company. Unless I'm a contracted wrestler, unless I'm at one of like, unless I'm on TV and I didn't feel confident to do something. I didn't feel like I was capable or big enough or popular enough unless I was signed. And Mm -hmm. it was like a year or so ago. And it was my boyfriend who was like, well, why don't you? And I'm like, well, people know who I am and I don't think this and I'm not assigned to a company. And he's like, you can't wait because who knows if that'll ever happen, you know? And it's like, I don't want to go through life regretting, man, I didn't start this line because I didn't think I was in quotations good enough or popular enough or new enough people. Mm -hmm. I'm like the person who's in charge of my value and yeah. and all that it's not someone else and that that is something i've been working on the past couple of years because <laughs> it, it gets hard especially in the wrestling world sure. i was just like okay you know what i'm i'm gonna do it i'm gonna start sourcing and i started getting samples of things and finally came up with my first like five little starter products I wanted to have that I felt like were just like a solid representation of things I enjoy. And I was just so proud of myself for finally like making that leap. Again, you can't let other people make you feel like you're not valuable enough or you're not popular enough. Look how many people have made makeup lines or beauty lines and they're not in wrestling. So did you, do you have a business background? Do you have a cosmetology background? Where, like, I wouldn't even know where to start. No, not business. I do have a sports management minor. So that's helped in different ways as far as like how I think, but I've had to ask a lot of help and just look up a lot of things about, okay, how do I make this an official business? How do I get insurance? And it's, it's very stressful, but it's fun. I love like a challenge and I love like working towards something. I think that's why I love it so much. And again, it's why I love wrestling so much too. Like everything's always a challenge and you're always working towards something and trying to be a better version of yourself. There's so many female wrestlers these days and there's so many female wrestlers who can really go. They're really talented. And not only are they beautiful, but there's so many more characters. Like the the pool of talent is so diverse. So you're competing against so many women on the same level. It's like, what differentiates you? What makes you different? And I find it ironic that it was like, okay, well, I have to take attention away from wrestling to do this beauty line. But really, I think it makes you you way more commodity. Look, you're this stunningly beautiful woman with hot pink hair who's done up to the nines. Plus, you have your own product line. If I was a Vince McMahon or, you know, running my own wrestling business, I'd be like, 
this girl is kind of like a walking sales pitch. Like you, you're actually making yourself more desirable, I think. And you have layers. You're not just a wrestler. I think it's an amazing synergy. And I hope you're really proud of yourself because I imagine this took a lot of blood, sweat and tears. A lot of money that an independent wrestler <laughs> does not have. <laughs> Right. So what are your five solid products? What were your five startup products? Yeah. So the one that I wanted, like, definitely for all ages, I have like the eyelash foam clean cleanser. We spend a lot on this stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's Absolutely. like whether you're spending $10 on reusable strip lashes, like I, I will make those things last till like, they just <laughs> are just like no Alex like it is time to give me up <laughs> I knew I wanted to have some type of hairbrush yeah it's a compact and it opens and then the brush opens if you've seen those like and then the mirror on the other side and I was like this is perfect if it even fits in my pocket and I can just kind of like and very retro very 90s yeah yes. <laughs> and check myself with the little mirrors and i i yeah. usually use small purses so it's like that was perfect okay. i have four glitter eye shadows so they're liquid glitter eye shadows so those that have pink blue gold and purple of course you yes. do, you little <laughs> glittery star. Yes, and so, I mean, even I have friends and they have a daughter and they're using it and it was so cute because it's like, I mean, she wanted to play with it and she wanted to put on makeup, but she was putting it on her nose. She was putting it like on her cheeks and it's like, yeah, do what you want to do with it. Like <laughs> you can do whatever. And then I have just a regular like clear lip oil that's like you can use it as a everyday you can layer it on your favorite lip product or you can just use it plain lip oil oh I love yeah. a lip oil what scent it's birds of prey mm. <laughs> it's just kind of like mm. I don't know you feel like you're in this tropical <laughs> like desert but it's safe and in your dark feminine power, these are birds of prey. Oh, yes. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect, I think, set for any woman because it doesn't mean you have to love makeup. It just means it, it's more like a grooming kit. Especially for younger girls. Like I was a jock, played sports my yeah. entire yeah. life. Like, and... Okay. I felt insecure to almost embrace like that girly feminine side of me because it's like then Same. people either didn't take me seriously or it's like you can't yeah. like makeup and want to be like great at a sport. And so um, oh, yeah. it, it was just having like that stigma. And so um, I love especially at shows like meeting little girls, like hearing about their sports and they love pink. And I'm just like. Like these scrunchies, just throw them in. You can't, no one can tell you anything about scrunchies. It's like you're wearing a hair tie and I'm just wearing a cuter one. So. A hundred percent. I love that. I And I don't think a lot of people who see the, the woman you are today and would associate a tomboy, mm -hmm. someone who grew up very in their masculine because you seem so much in your feminine power. What were your sports growing up? Um, I mean, so when I was younger, younger, I did like everything from soccer, basketball, all that. But softball was like my first love in life. I played 
from oh. when I was <laughs> seven to 18. And it yeah. was more of a, I got like lost a little of the love for it. Cause I think I would just burn myself out my entire like childhood that I ended up not playing in college. So that was a big shock for my family as well. Cause they're like, Oh, so now we got to pay for college. Okay. Oh. <laughs> my childhood was softball. That's where I met like my best friends. That's where I honestly like felt like, especially as a kid, I felt fine wearing like my pink shirt to practice or whatever, doing that. But it's like, as, as I started getting older and kids start getting more judgmental and you start to mm-hmm. like listen to society. So when I would meet new teams, cause like I played for a national team and everything. And it was, it always gave me anxiety on like my first day to first week, because mm-hmm. I could just feel the eyes on me. Like, oh, she's not going to be good or she's she doesn't take this as seriously as us or or whatever it is. And it's it's so ironic because I feel like I've I felt that even like my first day in wrestling almost like it was like, okay, we got this new girl who wants to wrestle like and it's like, okay, y'all don't know anything about me like burpee competition. I got y'all like (laughs) (laughs) and I could tell it was like I I knew I was like trying to get winged out of the school like and they laugh about now they're like yeah we kind of were like because we just didn't think you were serious about it and then they're like but you proved us wrong and I'm like yeah looking at a guy who has never played sports in his life and looking at me and thinking I'm the one who's gonna quit and Mm -hmm. so it's things like that that I'm just like you know what like it why am I going to try to please other people? Like I, I know what I'm capable of. I know my strengths. I know. You're a little bit of a lethal weapon. Cause it's like, you don't know what's coming. Okay. You want to judge me for my pink game on. We all have insecurities and we all feel like, oh, okay. Like sure, I got to be this way or I got to show this or okay. Maybe I'm being too girly to be taken seriously in wrestling. But again, I'm like, you could go put me in yoga pants and a sports bra or whatever you want to do. I'm going to be like the same person. But again, I'm just not going to be as happy because I'm yeah. not embracing like my authentic self and doing what I love. And so it's like, why am I going to spend my life trying to get the approval of other people? Girl, you said a mouthful. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> life, life is not worth living unless you are authentic and so I asked you where you were born because I wanted to look up your birth (laughs) chart real quick and yes everyone's raised to believe that their zodiac sign is based on the day they're born which it is that's your sun sign Libra that's what you've been told your whole life but you also have a moon sign and a rising sign. So the moon sign to me is more important actually than your actual sun sign because that's how you present in relationships, in friendships, in romantic relationships. And I'm an Aquarius, sun, Leo moon, Leo rising. But I feel in you really bonded because I can see that there is a rebellion and there is like, I do, like I'm an individual, like I fucking go to the beat of my own drummer and if you don't like it too fucking bad because i'm here for a good time not a long time 
But <laughs> it's interesting because for you, Libras are like super emotional and they're charming and they're usually very beautiful and they're they're well balanced and they like order. Whereas an Aquarius, which is an air sign, is like, I do what I want. I put my own interests before everybody else. They're really like detached from people. And if you try to hold an Aquarius down, that's how you lose them. Like an Aquarius will be like, love me, love me, love me. Oh, you yeah. love me? Bye, gross. <laughs> it makes so much sense though, because I feel like it's like if when we're touching different parts of my life, like I feel like I am a very emotional person. Like I get yes. very passionate. I could be talking about something happy and I could be talking about something sad and I might just start being like, yep. Alex, are you crying right now? <laughs> it's it's a weird balance because it's like I care about what people think about me because I love people. And I and I want to be liked, but at the same time, I'm like not the other part of the other Alex sitting on my shoulders, like not everyone's gonna like you and you can't control that. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a link because it's really important, I feel, for people yes, to know I both sides that. of there, but I just want to read this quickly to you because I think this is really going to resonate just based on what you said. So with a Libra sun, Aquarius moon, the artistic inclinations, sensitivity and social awareness of Libra are heightened when combined with an Aquarius moon. Extremely social, you find yourself or you find that you lose yourself and you find yourself through others and you really want the respect, but you're also very independent and self-reliant. You consider everyone a friend until proven otherwise. In fact, friend is the word you use the most. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you have any spiritual practices or do you have any interest in spirituality? Are you spiritual? Are you spiritual curious? Where are you I on the spectrum? I don't know what you would call it. So I do do this program. It's, it helps you think about like what your true authentic self like desires in life and why you desire okay. them and like why maybe it hasn't happened and how like you start to recognize like your tests more, your lessons. Your lessons. Yeah. And it's, it's like <laughs> people walking away from jobs and things that they thought like, it's like, but this is going to be so much money. It's going to be a step up, but it's like, it's not right. feeding your authentic self and like your happiness and stuff. And so you're not yes, in alignment. Yes. And so it is a lot about that and about like, just how manifesting isn't just speaking positive words to yourself and trying to say like life is great I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna be rich I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this like manifesting is like the things that you actually like desire in life and it, it like uses this example of okay someone can say I want to be a millionaire do they really want to be a millionaire or do they want financial freedom I would be fulfilled getting to walk into Victoria's Secret and buy the bra I want <laughs> that would have fulfilled my life like not looking at the price tag and just getting the bra I want sure it's the way you frame it but it's also being very specific actually yeah. I giggle because 
you're so specific about <laughs> what would make you happy. Like you want financial freedom in a way that you want to get things that don't have to be these like grant. Like you're not saying I need a new Porsche. You're saying yeah. I just want to walk into Victoria's Secret, buy what I want to buy and not even look at the price tag and know yeah. I can walk out there happy. That like, would be a buy. great day. I would feel so good that day. <laughs> So your mantras or your manifestation is Victoria's Secret abundance flows to me easily every day. Yes. <laughs> we but, love this for you. Yes. I, I like it. Like I got their journal and everything. And oh, so it's spiritual, it's totally but I'm spiritual. learning. I'm like self-teaching myself how to do this. Girl, that's how we all do it. You yeah. are a magical bitch. The end. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's <laughs> wonderful because this work is not only internal to bring you to your highest self. Mm -hmm. This is going to make you the best version of you as a woman, as a professional wrestler, as a business owner, as a cosmetics mogul. Like this work is coming to you at the best possible time because it sounds like you are on the upstream of your trajectory. So I'm so happy to hear you're doing the internal work while you're working your butt off trying to do all the external work in the world. Yeah, it's so much. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. The more you do, the more you can do. And as long yeah. as you're balancing the work and play, you're going to find happiness. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's do my top 10 tailor made questions. It is not a speed round, so please don't feel rushed. Okay. Okay. Do you have a zodiac sign that you typically date, or is there a zodiac sign that you're most attracted to? Like, I always seem to end up with Leo and Taurus men, but I'm also very aware of the guy's signs pretty quick on. Is that something you recognize? I don't recognize that, but my longest relationship, which is now and most serious relationship, he's in Aries. Oh, a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we love this for you. So I, I guess like it's like, there has to be some type of connection with that because I'm just like, this is the longest, most serious. I didn't really Absolutely. look at everyone else's zodiac. <laughs> okay, so we know Aries is great for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a dark question, but I just mean it in dark humor. Have you ever thought about what song would be played at your funeral? Yes. Fabulous. So my favorite band in the world is S Club 7. <gasps> oh, <laughs> You, I like, love you. Like my entire life, I feel like they are just the good in me. <laughs> they bring out the best in me. It's so cute. And so their very last song was Say Goodbye because that was like their like breaking up song. You're right. saying like, it's been good. We love you. Like we're going. And so like, this is how pathetic this is so like you know like when you're having like a girls girls moment like you're eating the ice cream and yep. watching romantic comedies or romantic movies crying like I'm just saying visualize that yep I do that by watching <laughs> S Club 7 announcing that they're splitting up <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like crying like at different concerts like I don't know and I'm just like sitting there like why am I doing this to myself <laughs> that is very funny and very dark and I like you so much more <laughs> that's how I want to go out <laughs> 
Okay. Um, what is your secret supernatural power? Um, the only thing I don't think I can like feel dead people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think like I can like sense danger pretty easily. Perfect. Like like even when I was in Mexico and we'd be walking around, I'd be like, guys, we need to go. Like I just would have this like feeling like I'm like, we're not supposed to be here right now. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in ghosts? And if so, do you have a ghost story? Yes, I believe in ghosts. Yes, I do have a ghost story, actually. Okay. I used to have this doll. She was like, when dolls started to really talk and look lifelike. Okay. And stuff. And so I was at my grandparents all the time when I was younger. And so we kept her on the shelf sitting and like not too soon before that, um, my grandpa's brother had passed and every day like my grandparents who I know aren't like trying to make it seem like there was some supernatural thing happening like my grandpa said he would like wake up and like my doll would be sitting on the computer chair Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. and they would start to sense these things and then like it was like almost like a like my grandpa would laugh about it and he's just like, what the heck is this? What is this? And my dad, like, one day was like, that's Uncle Lewis. Just having a little laugh from, was just, from the other side. Just things like that. I'm like, wow. like, I definitely, like, feel like it's like you have your, those spirits of, like, people. But it was like, no one felt oh, yeah. scared. No. And it's interesting, though, that just based on the actions of something like moving a doll, everyone was like, that's, that's my brother. Yeah. That's, that's your uncle. <laughs> no, you're it's a, a safe kind of yeah. fear almost. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's change gears then. Yes. Wrestling. You haven't been a professional wrestler, especially as a female, if you haven't had an issue with incontinence, a nip slip, a lip slip. What have we had? Have we had any of the above? Yeah, so my first year in wrestling I wrestled Taya. Oh nice. And I changed the way my gear is constructed now because of this reason. So it was an actual, like they were bra clips in the back. Okay. And I was like on my stomach and she was like on top of me or something. And like, this is yeah. the nicest thing you can do while you're like trying to beat someone up. But yes. um, so she like <laughs> held me down and she's just like, your bra's undone. Like if she's trying to like oh. clip it back together, like hook up. Oh, no. So I always like remember that because of Liz, like, like she didn't know me. She didn't have to help me. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's a tie of Valkyrie. Yes. Would, yeah. That's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't have to have exposure before I even like. <laughs> so you had a near fall. Yes. A near fall. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve in professional wrestling? Um, I feel like it's a lot of people's and it should just be, I think, like, um, like, um, take, like, taking care of yourself, like, deodorant. Oh. <laughs> You're so polite. <laughs> when people stink. When you didn't shower, motherfucker. Shame on you. Gotta it, lay on each other. It is just it. Like, especially when most schools I've gone to, this isn't just like in math, like it's, yeah. it's mostly guys that are the gross yeah. ones, but yeah, like, yeah, 
most schools I go to, they're all guys. And I cannot stand like wrestling or doing mat floor wrestling with someone. And then now all of a sudden I stink. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Put your air freshener. Yeah. Your air freshener. <laughs> Perfect. Just hang some air freshener. Just real quick, especially if you're going to be in there, like, <laughs> like you're, you, it's pretty intimate with people when you think you're oh. not wrestling with people you don't even know that well. It is sex with clothes on without the <laughs> without the outcome of release. <laughs> like even it's, if you don't want to wear deodorant, wear yeah. deodorant when you're rolling around with other people. Good pet peeve. Good pet peeve. So the next question is usually who is your favorite band or artist? We know this is S Club oh, Seven. S Club Seven. Ride or die. Name a movie that's changed your life. Probably I would say Frozen. Oh, Frozen, you're the cutest human being on the whole planet. <laughs> so we grew up like huge Disney people. <laughs> oh, Frozen changed your life. It did. Yeah, it was just, so cute. I feel like so it's like as we started getting older. So like my little sister and I are seven years apart. Oh, that's a big gap. Yeah, it's a big gap. And we've always known Disney because it's like I had my movies when I was younger. And then they were different movies. Like when she started like really getting into them but it's like as we start growing and like becoming like adults we don't live in the same city or this or that and I felt like we both loved Frozen so much that it kind of like brought us in that like we're like little girl sisters again so then when like Frozen 2 came out like she went to school at A&M like I did but like I drove to College Station so we could like go see Frozen Two in theaters, and like, oh. <laughs> and we wore like Frozen shirts, and like it, I just feel like it's like it it brought us and had like had that connection again that we were just like okay, see, like we're sisters for life. <laughs> oh, that's so stinking cute, God. <laughs> oh God, you're so sweet. I love it. <laughs> I think that's really nice though but you're authentic that's what makes it so lovely <laughs> like it's just this is you and I I think that's wonderful oh and I'm excited to ask this next question because I feel like you're gonna have a good answer <laughs> who has been your most embarrassing crush I always loved Prince Eric from Little Mermaid <laughs> <laughs> we're a big Little Mermaid house oh really four. yeah Big into Little Mermaid. We just did Disney. We, we sing Le, Les Boissons on the way to to drop off. I know. I love that. Into... I loved it. I would think as a, a good... little girl, like, that was like. It's a good crush. Oh, my gosh. If I could date Eric. <laughs> he was handsome. He was handsome. He was. For and he was like, Very he, clean like, cut. They lived on the, well, they had the boat. So he, he just, he didn't even try hard. Like, he wore the jeans. Like the little like jean pants with like the white button up that was like unbuttoned. What a a man. What a man. Not trying. Effortlessly handsome. I think it was like, it was just like the, the like big head of hair. Like it was. The quaff. Yes. Yeah, we love this. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good answer. Probably the most embarrassing. Where can our listeners find you? What's your social media, website, all the good things? Yeah, so it's Alex Gracia 3 on Instagram 
and Twitter. And then um, I have at Pink Dream Collection and PinkDreamCollection.com if you want to check out any of my little self beauty products. But that's where I mostly am. So fabulous. Okay, last one. Finish this lyric. <clears throat> S Club. Ain't no party like an S Club party. <laughs> Show you how. How do you know? <laughs> oh, girl! Yeah. Like I, I was li- I was living in that moment <laughs> when you're like S Club in grade eight. I want to say we did some sort of recital in school where the girls did a dance number. Some guys did a dance. Like I don't even know. It wasn't even a talent show. It was just like, okay, we're gonna make you kids do embarrassing things so we can show your parents <laughs> that we we've we've done something artistic. And myself and a few girls, we did a number. We did a dance number to S Club, and I I could probably still do the dance. <laughs> I wish I went to your school because I tried to get people to do this with me, and I could not. I wanted all seven of us. Yeah, well, I'm a bit older than you. The guys and the girls that all were down to like learn a routine with me, just to sing like "Bring It All Back" or something. This is the beautiful thing about professional wrestling and TikTok. Me and you, we're gonna make this happen next time we see each other. We'll round up some wrestlers because you know, male wrestlers, they have well, some of them have very little shame, (laughs) and they would be happy to recreate S Club Seven songs. Oh, she's just so cute. I want to squeeze her. I hope you all enjoyed that episode with Wild On's own little pink dream, the professional wrestling future beauty mogul, Alex Gracia. Gracia. I knew I was going to fuck it up once, so I'm fucking it up on the ending. <laughs> My poor editor and producer, ladies and gentlemen, she puts up with so much of my shit. It's unbelievable. I just want to say I'm one of those people who go through life. I pronounce things wrong. I screw up metaphors and I screw up figures of speech all the time. And you know what? I don't care. However, I have to care because I have a social media platform. I have a podcast. I have a YouTube channel and I have a contract with Impact Wrestling. I'm a knockout. So, you know, I got to get my life together. But we just, you know, we want to keep on with the wild non-realness that I screw things up. But respectfully, it's Alex Gracia, not Garcia. Chantel, get your life together. (laughs) But... I wouldn't have my life together if it wasn't for my badass punk rock girl band, The Wild On Team. The editor and producer I was just speaking about, my girl, my sister, editor and producer Rochelle Duras, and the glue that keeps us all together, our marketing specialist, Madison Galshani. Thank you. I love you both. And until next week, keep calm and wild on. Bless it be. (laughs) 